Welcome to the Godcasts. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of this Pilgrim's Journey. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good, thank you. You? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm good. I've, I've got a lot more going on in my screen than you have. You've gone for <laughs> plain, plain. Is, yeah. that be- is that because you're a control freak? No, it's, you know, simple, minimalist sort of. Simple, yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, I might change it next week. You know, I might if I'm allowed outside again. I might. You know. Do you get a smoking break? I think that's what happens now, isn't it? Only if someone sets light to me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, uh, David and I have known each other for far too long. Twenty odd years. Yes, I know that's really scary. We were in um, we were in college together, which is unbelievable because of the very obvious age gap between us. But um, we we got chatting in college because there's nothing else to do, and we found a real shared passion for mission, and especially I guess digital mission of yeah. doing things sort of wellish and uh, trying to trying to push um, push what's possible. And uh, although we've gone very different directions over the years, we've uh, we've kept in touch. Uh, and um, Dave, you wanted to share a bit more about a journey you did five years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, I was just thinking, 20 years, I've known you longer than I've known my children, I think, almost. So but you, have, you, have, you have got to stop calling me Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I knew you when you had more hair as well. A lot more hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah t- the time has not been kind. But <laughs> um, yes. yes. Yeah, you, you I did. Like, it was your sabbatical, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So that was in 2017. Although my sabbatical, I think, had been due in 2014. Um, And for various reasons, it got put off and it got put off. And I'd had ideas then about what I wanted to do, which revolved around writing and and reflecting on uh, something to do with the, the playful God. Um, and God and play mm. and, and I even though I'd never got around to actually doing my sabbatical I'd actually read quite a few pieces and made some notes and, and written quite a lot of stuff over that that sort of between 2014 and 17 and when I got to actually thinking about doing the you know what I was going to do for my sabbatical I realized it was almost pointless <laughs> taking the time off to, to do what I'd already done. I'd already yeah, yeah. done the reflecting that I needed to do on that. Um, and then out of the blue came this idea of maybe walking. Mm. Um, I'd tried walking before and I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> that, that, that was mainly due to the driving van, wasn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Thank you for your silliness. Um, yeah, so, so 2017, well, 2016, came up with this idea of doing the, the walk. And initially had thought, oh, I could tag on to some of the sort of, I guess what we would call commercial pilgrimages that are available now. Mm. Um, but didn't feel that that's really what I sensed God was calling me to do. Mm. Um, and I made some contact with a group called the Pilgrimage Trust, who, who are a UK-based organisation. And at the time, that consisted of just two guys. And they were basically looking to try and open up pilgrim 
routes in the UK that had been forgotten or abandoned and mm. were enc encouraging people of all faith and no faith to encounter what pilgrimage can maybe offer and what it can do, not just the practicality of walking or, or the places you can visit that you might not visit, but the spiritual uh, element of it. And I talked a little bit to them. Mm. And, and in that conversation came up with this idea of walking from Land's End to Canterbury. Mm. Um, and uh, just a little, just a little, walk. just a little stroll. Yeah. yeah. You know, knock that off in a day or two and yeah, that'd be fine. No. No biggie. Start small, isn't it? Yeah. Start yeah. small. Do something bigger next time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I don't. I don't know what it was that attracted me to that. I suppose the the sense of the remoteness of starting in someone somewhere like Land's End, Cornwall. That sounds terribly offensive to anybody that lives in Cornwall. It does indeed. Yes. Yeah. But but that sort of it's a good point to start a walk anywhere in the UK, isn't it? At Land's End. At Land's End. Oh, Seems yeah. like a good place to start. John O'Groats wasn't on my, my list of places to visit. Um, but I was intrigued. There, there were oh, so we're, we're offending the people at John O'Groats? Yeah, well. I think okay. let's offend everybody. Wow. Just in the first episode, and then <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one else will listen to the rest of them. So that's what we're going to do. Good. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, I was intrigued by Canterbury and the sort of um, just what drew people there, the various sort of things that have happened there that drew pilgrims first to the place before it became what it, what it is now. And then beyond that, people that went to mm. follow in the footsteps of others anyway. Mm. And so came up with this idea of this walk. It, it sort of started to, to roughly estimate how far it would be and, it seemed that it, you know, we could do something that was about 500 miles, um, which at the time didn't didn't sound as frightening as it did on day one. <laughs> and I actually set off and realised that I was going to do 550 miles. Well, wow. but and and then I I was kind of left with, but why? Hmm. You know, I can take some time away from church life and the pressures of ministry and. A time to get closer to God, but but with with what other purpose and to physically challenge myself. And at the time, I had been doing some work in Cambridge, which is where I was mini or ministering in a church near to Cambridge at the time. And I'd been doing some work with uh, homeless people, hmm. um, with the community, and and was also um, very intrigued at the time with things to do with um refugees and asylum and mm. um, um was finding myself with this question in my head of, which was really asking what does hospitality look like yeah in the uk right now when there are so many people trying to get here when there are people uh, sort of cast out people on the edges of, of society in general what does what does and what should hospitality look like Mm. Not just broadly in the UK, but what about within our Christian communities? Mm. What what is the face of hospitality? What would it look like if I turned up on the doorstep or I called someone and said, "I'm going to be in your area," and then see what they offered? Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
I was quite brave initially and did imagine that I would just set off from Land's End and hope to find somewhere to stay every night. Mm. Then I quickly lost that bravery. <laughs> I, I, I am, people that know me know I, I quite like things to be organised. And so that was not something I, I felt too comfortable with. And so what I actually ended up doing was uh, from the summer of 2016 into the autumn, I actually sat down with a, a friend from the church and planned a route, worked out a route um, that would take me through some significant places, um, but also would allow me to hopefully find a church or a community somewhere at the end of each day where I could stay that night. And we plotted out this route, found churches and Christian communities, and and basically I wrote to all of them um, and said, this is what I'm doing, this is who I am, would I be able to stay in your church overnight? And the response overall was, was remarkable. I think of the sort of 49, 50 churches or people that I contacted, um, uh, there was slightly more than that, I guess, because there, there were one or two that, that said no, and that was it, and it was just... Do we want to name and shame? No, I think okay. we'll, we'll not do that bit. Um, we'll name and shame the ones that... No, we won't. No. Um, <laughs> so there were one or two that just said no, um, and in, in looking at a map and trying to work out, oh, there's a church there, you discover that there is but it's now someone's house or it's a carpet okay. workshop or yeah. something like that yeah. um, but I actually managed to find uh, somewhere every night that yeah. agreed that I could stay or that they would find me hospitality by the time I arrived yeah. um, and so I was able to plot this this route out um, and it was looking at not really it, this wasn't about the physical challenge. I wasn't trying to march 25 miles every day. And so it was about 12 miles a day that I was going to walk. I wanted to be able to, to take in what I was doing. Mm. Um, I did need to remind myself of that in the first week, but I'm sure we'll talk about that. Um, There's some big stuff in there, Dave, about trying to understand the whole refugee asylum seeker um, mm -hmm. sort of, um, situation through the eyes of I'm going to make myself a stranger so I'm going mm -hmm. to go somewhere where nobody knows me and that, that's quite a powerful sort of response I, I remember because yeah, you're not the only one that's been on spiritual journeys I went to um, uh, Ethiopia <laughs> just going to drop this in because we won't get chance uh, to talk about me um, okay. and uh, there was a tear fund trip and a whole bunch of us from Wales uh, went over and um, we flew into uh, airport in Addis Ababa, and then we drove for the first day just down south. Uh, and we were told that in some of the communities we were going to, uh, for, especially for some of the children there, we were going to be some of the first white faces that they'd ever seen. And I wasn't, I mean, we've been told this, but I wasn't prepared for um, being the only group of white people in this predominantly sort of in a black area, Ethiopia. Uh, and it, it was a real eye-opener into how vulnerable it feels, how yeah. 
different do you, you feel? Nobody's making you feel that way. Nobody's going out of their way. Uh, certainly, I didn't experience that. But, you know, maybe, maybe others did, right? I didn't. Uh, but it is that sort of, it's an eye-opener. It, it's you're seeing it for the first time through someone else's eyes. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess there is that vulnerability, and particularly that first day. I, I took the train down uh, to Penzance and was met in Penzance by a, uh, a, a vicar who uh, worked a circuit in, in that area out, out near Land's End. Um, but on that journey down, I got everything in my rucksack and I was heading off there with this seven week plan mm. of all the places I was going to end up. I've always been fascinated by maps. And so that that was that did sort of feed part of this sort of idea of the war. Yeah. And coming up with a route myself, trying to find the oldest roads or tracks or routes or or those that have been established well. Mm. But that that sort of journey down, just thinking, but what if they've forgotten? Or yeah, yeah. You know, just it just doesn't work out. What if the path yeah. doesn't take me where I want to go? Or the timing doesn't work, or yeah. yeah. Um and but but there was this I guess I had a real sense of peace going down there that this was definitely the right thing to do. I mean it meant I left my kids in the care of the church, mm. um, which was you know a fabulous thing to be able to do to know that they were gonna be looked after for that time and um and just stepped away from everything mm. um mm. it was exciting for sure um i've i've walked and hiked and done all sorts of things but yeah there was certainly some i'm not sure whether anxiety but some some sense of just unknown what's coming yeah um and I'd got some thoughts, you know, I have, I, at the time I had my own thoughts of, of what I thought hospitality was like in our country. There were some negative things that, that I've, I'd felt and seen and things I'd picked up and some good stuff. And I was, clearly I was hoping to, to experience good stuff mm. from our churches, from the Christian community. Mm. Um, but it was all, yeah, it was unknown. And I think sometimes we perhaps in this world we live in in you know in the country where mostly we are not at risk mm. uh, generally our lives are fairly pampered and we're comfortable and we don't have to step out of of our comfort zone often we don't do that even for a few minutes so to step away from everything and go out and be on my own mm. did feel a kind of a bit of a risk in a way um, but it was it was a good one to be doing. It felt definitely like it was the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it, interestingly, now, I suppose, for me, here I am five years on, mm. and in just a few months' time, I'm starting some work with the Home Office, yeah. working with asylum and refugees. And yeah. Yeah. So, so somehow mm. what was ticking around in my head those five, six, seven years ago has still been doing that. Yeah, has led me to to do something really exciting now. So. Mm. And and the other thing, because I know you know we, we want to crack on in a minute with, with day mm -hmm. one. But the other thing you sort of mentioned there was about um, the Pilgrims Trust and and the guys that you talked to there, and this whole thing about um, obviously there's a physical journey, but it's not it's not a hike. You know, it's not a tourism thing. 
uh, it's a way in which you're trying to make space to encounter God and to reflect mm -hmm. on, on what he's doing in you, in other places, in the, in the moment. And, and the interesting thing for me is you, you can't, you can't manufacture that. You can't make that happen. It's not something you can order or buy. Uh, we were watching something a while ago with a group of celebrities that did a, a pilgrimage together. And quite unexpectedly for one or two, it became this spiritual journey. Yeah. Very meaningful, very emotional. Uh, and for others, it was just a jolly, you know, it was just, just mm -hmm. a walk. Um, so what? I, I don't know if you've got any sort of reflections on uh, what, what for you made it that, I suppose there was a sense of expectation going in, uh, that you wanted it to, to, to be a, a spiritual journey as well as a physical one. Uh, but like you say, it, it, it's not something that comes easy, is it? Obviously, the, the focus often is on where and when, what you need, mm -hmm. what you need to buy and who you need to talk to, um, and all those sort of practical arrangements. Uh, how do you think those things become a spiritual experience? I think, uh, I mean, what was key for me, I think this will answer the question eventually. You know that it takes me a long time to get to the point. Roughly, roughly uh, five years between thinking about doing something. <laughs> the first week was really interesting for me because those first couple of days when I walked, I, I found myself, um, it, it was less spiritual and more functional Mm. Uh, mechanical um and i i think i picked that up on some of the reflections that yeah. that in that first week i walked i marched i mean i've been in the army so i have this sort of yomping uh, approach to going anywhere um, yomping that's a new word for me yomping you must have heard of yomping yomping with god david man yes no, that's a new that's a new one. um it's a good old army term but it's about getting somewhere A to B quickly. Yeah. And what I ended up doing, I sort of looked at how long it would take to get to where I was going. Mm. And in the first week, I arrived there a couple of hours early every day mm. because I've, I had not, it took me a while to get into the spiritual um, possibilities, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and possibly as I look at the reflections in that first week, even they are slightly more mechanical, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Um, less, um, less reactive to actually what was going on. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a challenge to initially to, to well, you had to allow myself into that space. Uh, I think probably, again, as I said before, I like to be organized and perhaps I'd got in my head some thoughts about what i expected of god and mm, um yes. how things would work out oh, that's the bit you can't plan isn't it yeah yeah and it took a while it just took that first week and, and and for me this was kind of the blessing of the length seven weeks was gave me space to not to waste the first week but in that first week to settle into what was possible yeah. later. Mm. Uh, and I definitely feel by the end of the journey, I, I was I was walking every day with a different approach and a different mindset and a different mm. expectation of what could happen with God that day. Mm. Um, and that's not to say things weren't happening with God in that first week. Um, they were perhaps just slightly more of a struggle to to reach those places um, yeah. or, or see the opportunities. Yeah. Um, and I think. 
again in the first week there are a couple of the things that i reflected on that picked up on on that that i was so focused on getting from a to b i missed sometimes or, or looked back and thought that was an opportunity missed or mm -hmm. and maybe it wasn't but you know I, it, it certainly shaped me to slow down yeah, yeah. in the rest of it and make sure i got the most out of every day and there's, there's something about um there's, it's, it's all learning isn't it because there are sometimes you need to miss a few opportunities to go i'm not missing the next one you know yeah. it, it, it opens your eyes to stuff definitely yeah definitely yeah. awesome uh, yeah you've got to be in the place for that to happen mm. um and i think again because we're so busy we, yeah and and in order to i think most people in ministry will recognize that in order to do the job that we do to, to carry out this this calling you do need to be organized and that organization sometimes can remove the spontaneity of the spiritual spontaneity that actually is can be really powerful in our lives and so mm -hmm. taking this break really was powerful for me in that way yeah awesome well we should say as well uh while you were walking you were keeping a, a sort of a journal mm. uh, and you were sort of um updating facebook with all kinds of little thoughts and pictures and, and comments uh and since the 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 walk you've also sort of put the, all of that in one place and, and and written your reflections so as we do this we're going to be diving into some of that as well uh, as, as we go through so hopefully it'll make sense hopefully we'll just be well yeah. but i'm looking forward to it yeah, no, me too. So, yeah, I did these sort of daily Facebook posts. That, uh, people were were following me on the journey and were able to see where I where I was actually travelling. Um, and when I got back, initially, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll write something up straight away. I had three weeks left of my sabbatical, and I got back and I just couldn't just couldn't mm. find words. Nothing mm. was was coming, and mm. I tried a couple of times, and it took me until just before a year after I'd set off that it occurred to me maybe the best way to to reflect on on those reflections mm -hmm. was to do it a year on day by day and that's what I did so I I committed to each day mm -hmm. one year on looking at what I put on Facebook and the things I'd written in my journal mm -hmm. and reflecting a little bit more and I put them into I laughingly call it a book, but, but a, a reflection journal. And that's then, mm. people have read that and I've looked back on that. And it sort of, it was looking at that recently that made me realize, gosh, it's five years. Mm. And it would be good to, I think in, in the introduction to it, I say, you know, the things that I share here are my thoughts now, and they may yeah, change, yeah. you may disagree, you may think I'm, I'm foolish for what I'm expressing, and maybe I will. Mm, mm. Um, but they're they're what was on my mind at the time so mm. that's how we've got to now really and that's the whole point of the the sense of journey isn't it is that mm. there are moments of discovery and, and thoughts uh, and then actually when you come to a different point of the journey different sort of viewpoint um those things can can deepen those things can change but it's one journey and i think that's the important thing yeah and the, this journey i i say in my introduction to the book form of my reflections that it started a long time before I set off from Land's End and even before I started planning the route there were things in my life that I think 
were not necessarily leading me to this moment, but were waiting on this moment. That there were, you know, incidents of bereavement and loss in my life that were perhaps still not fully resolved. And this was certainly an opportunity to to address some of them. Mm. I'm a bit of a surprise. I hadn't planned to do that. But, yeah. but that journey had begun many years before and, and carries still continues. I think it's it's continued to lead me to this, as I said, this opportunity with the home office and yeah, you know, that awaits me further down this year. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I think that's it. That's us for episode naught. So that was really good. <laughs> uh, we'll dive in tomorrow to, to day one. Uh, yeah. and we'll try not to offend the people of Land's End any more than you already have. Um, and um, yeah, looking forward to the journey. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to the Godcasts. Thank you.